Welcome back. That's a good old deep cut from my good friend Henry Rollins. Henry Garfield at that time. Henry Garfield at that time. Uh-huh. Wow. I didn't even realize. I'm learning so much about Mr. Rollins, Mr. Garfield. Yeah. It's great. That was uh, State of Alert, an old band of his. SOA. SOA. And it was called Gonna Have to Fight. Of course, he had already run and hid. And now he's ready to right, fight. Exactly. There's two. There's two precursors to that song, and they're gonna have to run, gonna have to hide, and then finally gonna have it was to a, fight. It was a trilogy. Murray, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss the talking stick your way. You got something? You yeah. I, we lost a, a legend yesterday, Griff. If you're a, if you like me, went through puberty during the mid uh, late '80s. This woman was a very important person to you. Wait, excuse me. I thought you said you've been a child or man since you were I, a child. Yeah, but I didn't have pubes when I was born. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm talking about Tawny Contain of White Snake Video. We all remember her writhing atop the, the I think they were Jaguars. And I just, just want to say you'll never be forgotten. And can we just have a moment of White Snake for her, Griff? God bless you. Even I have a memory of her riding on those cars. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's iconic. It, it's iconic, right? I love that you bring that up, too, because you see, back in the day, nowadays I think people would have some kind of complaint about that, you know, oh, yeah. body issues. Billie Eilish did something where she was she wearing had great a, legs, I want to point out. Tony Katane, great legs. There we it's go. It's like redhead. But, you know, you got you got Billie Eilish doing a photo shoot in a corset, and people are losing their minds yeah, about it. Yeah, um, I saw that. I, it's kind of weird now because I'm at that age where, like, she can be my kid, so I don't want to perv out on her. She's thick as fuck. I mean, I was like shocked her body. I liked her body. She looks like dead eyed. She looks like she's like I don't I don't get what's going on like neck up. She's like dead eyed. Yeah, like she's doped up or something. Right. But body's looking pretty tight, Billy. Yeah, good for the, you. And so many uh, like I saw so many uh, people reacting to it in such a negative way because she said like. Do what the fuck you want to, you know? Yeah. And that's a great ad- – like, she's had that attitude for as long as I've known of Billie Eilish. And people are like, no, you don't dress up in a corset for any other reason but to attract male penis. What's wrong she, with that? She said that she gets confidence from doing it. And they're, and they're like – people are saying there's no way you get confidence from dressing in a way that's uncomfortable. I don't I – don't, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to a Doesn't world. everybody want people to want to fuck them? No. Except the asexuals. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, most everybody else, you know, they probably like getting fucked. And, you know. Yeah, I do. Huh. And, uh, yeah, so who cares? People do whatever they want. But it's it's okay, Murray. Speaking we're not, of getting fucked. We're, we're going to go into a movie that's just completely unabashed, not PC at all. Nothing about this movie's PC. Yeah, it's the Andrew Dice Clay of movies. <laughs> School shooting movies. There's no strings attached. There's no strings attached. It's just a classic. This is like Battle Royal remade in 2021. Uh, it's uh, Hunger it's Games. Hunger Games. It's it's, it's just, just young girls killing other young girls. Yeah, it's just a classic story of kids killing each other. That's yeah, all it the is. The story is old as time. Sto- story is old as time. I think that was what the Iliad was about, wasn't it? Yes, of course. Okay. Iliad was about the school shootings. Um, <laughs> Aristotle said, "Run, hide, fight." Spartans went, "Fight!" Oh goodness! So there's there's definitely nothing PC about this movie. It's just a fun 
movie. How many times I heard the producers of this movie? Because Murray, I did my research. The producers, I'm glad because you know I never do research. Yeah, so one the producers of us were so hell bent, hell bent on making this movie real, despite the fact that they're just trying to say it's just a fun movie. Sit back, enjoy it, escape into this world, and it's like. It's die, no- hard, it's die Hard in the Schoolyard is basically what it is. Die Hard in the Schoolyard. I don't get why she had... What did I say? I said school hard. Oh, I probably did. I get tongue twisted very easily. Well, you're passionate about this movie, I can tell. I'm very passionate about this movie. It really speaks to me. You know, I was very worried. He was a 30-some-year-old man. 34-year-old man. It speaks, it speaks to me. It hits me right in the heart, you know. Hey, that's bringing, that reminds me. Were you ever involved in school shooting? No, uh, plenty of bomb threats, and you know we always went outside for them. Like, well, you're you're lucky night. because, as, as we all know, I'm old. So I graduated in '92, and uh, we had we never had school shooting. We, I went to a I, I, here's a funny story I'll tell you about. I went to a school that uh, it's a, it's I, I grew up in the suburbs of Detroit, but it was inner city. Which is white way white people say when they mean black. I went to a predominantly black school. Uh, I was I went I lived and grew up in a factory like a dying factory town. GM was the major employer, so most people were either working class or poor. Yeah. So there was we one day. So I think it was my senior year. We had uh, a teacher's assistant, some pretty little white girl. God bless her. She wants to teach the kids and mm-hmm. everything. And we got this. Over the PA, they were like, there's going to be like a gang fight. So we're going to uh, evacuate everyone. School's over with. Go home. I was happy because I was getting out of school early. Yeah. So I was like, right on. Girl never came back again to our school. Dude. <laughs> she was so freaked out by that. By the way, no, I mean, I don't think anything ever happened. There, no guns happened at all. Yeah. In fact, it, I think it was a few years later. That's when they installed the uh, metal detectors at my school. But it's oh, funny you, you brought up uh, bombs because also in my senior year, two bomb threats never evacuated either time. How did you know about the bomb Because they said over the fucking internet, there's a bomb threat. Stay, Stay run, away. hide, don't fight. Run, Well, you can't fight a bomb, so. Yeah, so hide is what they said. It's interesting you brought up the gang war, too, because I think there was a situation in my school where there was mounting tensions between two, using heavy air quotes here, gangs, or get a fight right outside the school afterwards. So I think they tried to, like, cut school early to throw them off or something, as if they weren't all in the same school. They would just be like, all right, we're going to fight an hour earlier today. That's that's a tough situation to be in. I get it. It's an administration and all that. But don't worry. Well, you could either you could I they could have evacuated the school for bomb threat. I don't think it seems like you should have. Yeah, Yeah, it seems like you should. They didn't. And if you are going to be going out and trying to find this movie, good fucking luck because it's we're your only source. We're your only source. Yeah, you can get this uh, movie if you pay. I think it's like a twelve dollar subscription fee to the Daily Wire, who is the producers behind this movie. Uh, such famous people as Ben Shapiro, who champions this as a good moral story that we should all sit around with our family and watch to understand how, uh, I guess, domestic terrorists, children, what do you even call a child who does a shoot gun sh- uh, school shooting? Monster? I don't know. Troubled, I mean, we call this kid teen. a Joker knockoff because that's what he was. Teen? Troubled teen. Um, Did we point out that this is the first for us? We're actually doing a new movie because we're the well, cla- we're the classic. Last week people. was a modern movie too. Well, it was this like, is it this was is, like yeah. seven or eight years old. Yeah, though. this is a new movie. This is January twenty twenty one. 
But uh, yeah, if even if you are this is an experiment. That's what I'm trying to say is because if you guys enjoy this, we might throw in some new movies every once in a while. Like this movie, Murray is really trying to hammer this point home. Um, (laughs) so this movie, if you were to, if you're out of this country and you try to sign up for the Daily Wire, you can't even watch this movie. Even if you pay them the twelve dollars, it's only available in America. It's only nobody else in the world will understand this. We're the the Kings of school shootings. Everyone school else, shootings happen in other countries. Yes, of course they do, and everybody should be watching I don't know, this I don't as hear a them. training video. Murray, no. America's not the only place in the world with gun shootings. We can't be right. School shootings. What I'm saying, everybody gets shot. Yeah, but... that's what I said. School shootings. Well, you we said can't. you said you said gun shootings. Oh, did I? Oh man, which is what all guns do. But, oh uh, man, I'm getting all over the place here. So I'll give it. A, I'll hit it still over. You're troubled over Tiny Katane. It's understandable. She was, she'll be greatly missed. Really hard. I'll turn it over to our uh, mass shooting expert who helped the writer. This is a writer-director, the guy who did Reindeer Games. He's he's returned. He's going to do this movie on You said shooting. this was a movie that got made and couldn't find a distributor. It's exactly what happened. It was taken to, like, cans or something, and they like people are like, please Please no, don't do this. And they if were like, there was ever a time done. for Canon Films to still be around, they would put this shit out. They would put this shit out there. For Dad would be Chuck Norris. Sure. So to help this was a guy who is claims to be a mass shooting expert. He was an ex cop, and they did multiple. Daily Wire did multiple interviews with him to explain how how realistic everything about this movie is. They, it can't just be a. They claim it's a fun action movie, and people should just accept it as that. But then at the same time, they're like, it's super realistic. It's not fun. I don't get it. It's very full of morales and everything. It's so weird. So this guy, John Matthews, the mass shooting expert, is an ex-cop. And for the last, like, 25 years, he's been working as a Hollywood elitist. Like, this is so controversial to the whole Daily Wires thing where they're like, everybody in Hollywood is a leftist trying to pollute children's minds. So John Matthews, who's now writing serial murder crimes for TV, he's a CNN and Fox News talking head. He points out that the very real things about the school, um, they don't take threats seriously like your school didn't do. Right. You could have been murdered. This podcast yeah. wouldn't exist. And then what would you do with your life? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they point this out in the movie. Lockdowns don't re- – uh, excuse me. Lockdowns require a visual confirmation. So you can't call right. the cops. You can hear guns going off. And you're like, I got to see it. Guns, bombs, a van crashing through a wall. We used to be able to hear a book This, was, this must have been hallway. a very sprawling school because exactly. people are not aware of what's going on on the one side of the school. This, this is, has to be a bomb shelter of a school because, yeah, you cannot hear a single thing. The office is across the hall from the cafeteria, and they do not hear a van crash through windows and cement. Don't hear it. Uh, so it, we, of course, know that when you can't see and you can't call it in, that increases the body count. Well, it does in this movie, that's for sure. Uh, mental illness and a villain, you know, and our and uh, our our main villain, Tristan. Oh, we've got some Satanism at work, too. That's coming back big. Are you ready for Satanic Panic 2.0? I hope so. I've been missing it. Is it going to be good metal again, right? I hope so. I've been missing it. <laughs> Murray's bro, you're going to the black. I've been watching Twin Peaks again. I had to see more Ray Wise. You had to wash that 
religious shit out of your head. I did. See some creepy Ray Wise. Exactly. You know what? I don't even give a shit about this John Matthews guy anymore. We're going too yeah, long. Fuck yeah. What I care about, we need to talk. Me and Murray, we're action experts. We're going to be viewing this yes. in the lens of an action movie. Uh, so we need to talk about our villains because no one, th- there is no character set up in this movie. They're all very, f- uh, very thin. So let's talk about our villains. We can do it in a minute. We we run the gamut of every troubled teen cliche. They're all together. They don't giggle, Murray. Well, they don't giggle. That pissed me off. That that Canon One Hundred One. Nobody raped villains anybody. Giggle. There, there's not R, but there's definitely some oh. strong molestation, possibly. Yeah, I guess weak molestation. It, I guess it would be deemed in the laws of sexual assault. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, we have four child uh, terrorists, troubled teens. teens. First off, I, you know what? I got to save him for probably yeah. third. Chris, the last one. Yeah, we got to say because he's he's the only new. Yeah, he's the new one for us. Yeah. So we have Anna, the girl of the group, because you have to have a girl in the group. Right. She's, she's a typical new age goth girl, I guess. She's, she's like a bitchy goth girl. Yeah, she's, she's, got she's black obviously makeup. into Wicca. You can tell that oh. she's probably been dabbling. Satanism. Yeah. She had the one side of her head shaped. No, she didn't. She, she just did. had, but she had black hair. lipstick. But she, I and she had a purple leather jacket. Purple leather that she wrote like no remorse on it. Mm. Very tough. Spikes everywhere. Darby Allen uh, must have inspired her. Troubled. Troubled. Yeah, spikes. You mentioned that. We have the classic smelly goofball uh-huh. army jacketed wearing nerd. We have to point out that Anna is sleeping with our main villain, Tristan. Yes. Okay. So uh, Kip. Kip. Yes, he's the army jacketed nerd. Every mm-hmm. every school had one of those. Mm-hmm. The kid that everyone picked on. It's it, it sucks, but kids are assholes. He's a big goofy guy and uh, wears he, glasses. He tells us the tale of how he was at a party and he got pants, and so now he needs a murder. That's that's rough. Then that's, we have Tristan, our main villain, the ringleader. Yeah, obviously loves Heath Ledger's Joker. He's like wearing his. old man like checkered slacks, and then he's got like a green velvety jacket on, uh, and then like a hoodie on underneath that. So he's he's mixing it up there, oh. but he's clearly inspired by Joker, right? And then his last, whole life philosophy revolves around Heath Ledger's Joker. Last but not least. This was a curveball for me. I kind of got him. He he actually has layers, Griff, because at the beginning I was like, okay, I know who this this guy is. And then there's this one brief scene that just totally blows this character up. Chris, the schizophrenic, closeted gay guy. It's not enough that he'd be schizophrenic or be closeted. He has to be both. He's not only that, Murray. He's also a Nazi sympathizer. He rug... How, where did he even get this gun? He's Dad got a MP40, a World War II gun. I hope you're right, because we got a guy, Jack, who is really stickler oh, for shit. weapons, and he gives us shit all the time on Jack, Twitter. I'm going to let you know right now, I'm basing this off my knowledge of a game called uh, Castle Wolfenstein Enemy Territory that was based in World War II, and that when you played as the Axi Forces, that was the gun they had. Okay. So He's that's probably what, not listening, so don't worry, but I'm just saying. And, of course, is. Chris hates Christians. Well, Greatest the one good thing about the kid. But, yeah, he's schizophrenic and gay. And who's he gay for, Murray? Tristan. He is the brother of Anna, yeah. who's also in love with Tristan. Yeah, there's a thruple going on. So there's some weird dinners happening at that house, and I would have rather have seen, because this movie's padded to hell and back. I would have loved to see. And it didn't need to be. Scene. It could have been a nice tight ninety minutes. No, it was like almost an hour fifty. They don't get it. No one gets it anymore. 
we torture. don't get it because we just went like 90 <laughs> minutes on an opener. <laughs> yes. Is that your signal that we need to go to yeah, the that trailer? That was absolutely the signal. All right. You guys better <laughs> run. You better hide because it's time to fight for this trailer of Run, Hide, Fight. Oh. In between breath, take the shot. You're doing really good out there, kid. The size of that deer, we're going to be eating venison all summer. Well, the day's work. I think we need to see somebody again. And by we, you mean me? No, I mean us. Hey, that look in your eye. Guys in my unit had that look. Maybe there's a brochure you can hand me so I can go? Is that Chris Jellick over there? Is he doing something completely weird? Senior prank day. But we'll see all kinds of dumb stuff today. Swim captain, we'll have Thai food delivered to class, and Becky Vaughn will set up her homemade slip and slide. This is high school. Nothing that happens here matters in the real world. Okay, we are in charge now, so please pull out whichever app you use to do live streaming video. Get them up and running and point it at me. Now! Get down on the ground! Any more friends back there? I'm calling 911. Get back to your homeroom and stay put until... You must be close. Very disturbing news out of Vernon Central High School. Zoe. In between breath, take a shot. Go! Is it safe to say that this might be our guardian angel? Do you want more people to die? That's the last thing I want. I'm going to kill one person in this room every five minutes. You don't show your face. Isn't it ironic that after all your hard work, people aren't going to remember you? No? They're gonna remember me. <clears throat> All right, welcome back. I'm sure that trailer made you just want to go out and get signed up for the Daily Wire so you can watch this beautiful feature film that's probably 30 minutes too long. And we start out fast and loose. And you know when you hear fast and loose, what are we thinking, Murray? I think a Motorhead. They have oh, a you song think called Motorhead? Fast and Loose. They have another song other than Ace of Spades. Yeah, couple. What What is an album that people should look for for Motorhead? That I would say all you need is No Remorse, which is their greatest hits album. Mm-hmm. They had a very spotty discography, I think. Yeah, I think I think people only know Lemmy because of Lemmy is big. Yeah, they're a T-shirt band now. They're yeah, like the Ramones. Right. Yeah. And it's just too bad. And then the only song people can pull because it was in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is Ace of That was the only reason why I know them, Ace of Spades. It's a great so. song. It's just played out. Exactly. 100%. Back so, to the movie. Fast and Loose, you think of 
guns. Steven Seagal's is gun that, safety is training. That what you said fast and loose. I don't remember, Murray. <laughs> don't we do was. this every All week. All I know is you don't pull, you squeeze the trigger. Yes. I want. I keep meaning to go back. I think that was from. I, fast uh, does not his, sound right. It sounds I, very reckless. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then Seagal <laughs> would do that. Yeah, because when you're fast and loose with the rules, it usually means you're cutting corners. Uh, Alfred Justice. No, it was in his first movie. Is that Alfred Justice? Above the Law was his first. Above the Law, because I think that was the last one we did, and it came up in there. He was teaching. By the way, on the topic of school shootings, one of his movies we're going to do in the future, I think it's The Glimmer Man, there's a school shooting in that. Good. (laughs) We should have done that one instead of this. Yes. So we got the father-daughter hunting expedition. Didn't everybody, like in real America, you do this right before school. You go on a, you go hunting. Yeah, you get up at 3 in the morning. You yeah. go out. You sit in your blind. You wait until you know, dawn, and then you shoot a deer. So they're like got the sniper rifles out. They're, he's like talking to her, talking it through. Yeah, very Dad loudly. played by Thomas Jane. I felt bad he had to be in this movie. Uh, One of the many you, guys who played Punisher. If you hear some of the interviews he did, you will not feel bad anymore. Is he right wing now? He, I, from the sound of those interviews, I don't know if they were feeding him shit to say, but because he might have just been in it for the check. He's like, just give me money. I'll say whatever you want. But he was just like, this is what kids need to be doing in school. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she shoots the deer. They got a buck right in their her crosshair, shoots it, but it wasn't a clean kill, Griff. Yep. It went get... all the way through. We know if a bullet goes through you, you don't die. Yep. So we're getting a whole speech by Dad, Thomas J. Telling her about the circle of life, and she's, you know, they didn't watch Lion King because no, it's too left wing. Like, it's all about showing mercy. I want to point out, they killed a real deer for this scene. That was some of the big early controversies of this movie yeah. is that they really killed a deer and shot it and filmed the whole thing. Well, it gets worse because he's, while he's giving the speech, he's like trying, because he thinks this is going to traumatize her. She's a teenage girl. He's like, look, we got to yeah. show mercy. We're going to have to. She just nonchalantly grabs a rock and bashes the deer's skull in. Yeah. She could have just shot it in the head. I don't believe a 100-pound girl is going to have the strength to actually kill a deer with a fucking rock. Well, don't worry, Murray, because not only does she have the strength to bash its brains in, she just grabs the deer by the antler, antlers and drags it three miles home. The fuck? Yeah, she's ba- right off the bat. Her hero's a sociopath. That's all they're telling me, basically. Yeah. And she gets home. We we just cut to them at home. The deers. She hung up the deer by herself in the garage, ready for cleaning and gutting and whatever the hell else that process is called. And I'm so glad I can swear again. I love that we're into Satan again. I just want to yeah, say that. Last week was so it's a good tough. feeling. So tough. You <laughs> caught me one time swearing. Yeah. But I didn't even swear. You swore one time. I did, but you you said, "Oh, you just swore," and I didn't. I swore it like was, twenty minutes it earlier. Was probably me, but I just blamed yeah, it on it's, you. It was exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, most underrated episode, Revelation Road. Go listen to Please it. Please don't, because then we're gonna have to do the other ones. Oh I don't do yeah, that. I want I want to conclude that trilogy, not oh. saga. <laughs> so, anyways, we got Zoe in the kitchen enjoying some nice cornflakes. Of course, they're in Nebraska. Everybody. Not fat milk. Non-fat milk, of course, Joe. Uh, (laughs) um, But she's enjoying those cornflakes. They're in Nebraska. I need to mention they're in a completely fictional city in Nebraska where it's both rural and incredibly populated because their school is uh, basically a college university. And then we have a nice little chat with mom. She, Murray, she's clearly got something going on, right? Well, we can tell she's got cancer. Why? Because the universal symbol of cancer is woman with a kerchief on her head. So we're like, Got cancer. 
Mm. And she's got this mug of chamomile tea. You'll see it throughout the movie. She loves that tea. I don't know about you. I'm getting Karen energy from her. She's got very much Karen energy. Very big Karen energy. She's all about all the oxides in this tea are going to get rid of my cancer. Yeah. No, they're not, Karen. So it is um, prom night, last day of school, prom day or something. Everybody's just asking everybody about prom. I don't know. I thought it was the last day of school, but then it's like, I don't know. Right. But it is the last day. Or I remember the in the old day. days. Remember that was always like last day of school. I'm gonna fuck you up. That was the threat yes. you'd get. Every like, last was, day of school. I remember being terrified <laughs> of that. Yeah. In freshman day, there was the beat up freshman day or whatever, and I was like hiding behind trash cans going home. I've already explained <laughs> that I'm a very uh, skittish uh, teenager and young kid. Like I yeah. thought the commando trash men were coming for me in the morning because I walked to school. Well, every day. you were like five feet tall. So you well, were a yeah. Victim. When I was 18, I was all of five feet tall. So, anyways. Dad comes in and he's just talking to do- to Zoe. She's got his army jacket on again, and he's like, "Look." Well, he just saw her like fucking cave a deer's skull, and that even tripped him out. And he's been to war, yeah. And so he's like, "Look, if you're not going to war, you don't wear a war jacket." She's like, "Look, I'm just trying to get to school. I'm not your friend. You're not my friend." <laughs> and. <laughs> Nobody, if we our friends listen, they would be cracking up right now about that. <laughs> but anyway, she's just very. She doesn't want to be around anybody. Something, something's yes. really troubling her. And I'm Dad like, is she think, listening to the Morrissey, the Smiths? What's I going on it, with I this girl? Mor- well, it can't be Morrissey because then she wouldn't have just brutalized right. that. She deer. would, yeah. She would, she would be meat is murder. Yes, exactly. But no. But what is possibly troubling her, Murray, is the fact that she doesn't have a cell phone. What? Teenager. Well, that's the dad throws that out. He's just like, I'm worried about you. What kind of a teenager doesn't have a cell phone? And we can tell she's she's wise beyond her years. This this conversation. She's not a regular teenager, girl. It's getting heated. She chucks the bowl of cornflakes across the room. They're getting up in each other's faces. Then you hear a plate little honk in the background. And a couple seconds go by, and then door just opens, and in you comes. Hear, a... Did I do that? Oh man, the worst trope <laughs> of all. I was watching this whole piece about '90s black sitcoms and everything, yeah. and then they they were just like, oh, and then Family Matters came out. Yeah. Urkel <laughs> shows up. Oh boy, he's friends with uh with Zoe. Just entering, not breaking in. Yes. That was. Well, he, he is said. in rural America. You have to say that if you're a black person. Yes. Every time you enter a room, just entering, not breaking. And he is dressed like a big old nerd. He's got yellow pants and like a checkered red shirt I on. thought, oh, this is her gay like bestie. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Okay. But no, th- don't worry. That's not it. <laughs> she, he picks her up in the morning. They drive 50 miles through the floor. Well, dad's like, I want you to seek help. We need to get over this. We don't know what this is, but we need to get over it. I'm having trouble too. And we're just like, what, what, what's, why isn't mom like consoling these people? Oh, you know, what's interesting is that she's got, like, they always say the people who are cruel to animals are, are the people who turn out to be, you know, like serial killers. Yeah. Serial killers. Yeah. So maybe he thinks his daughter's a serial killer, which might be hinting to people early on if they don't know the whole well, premise of this movie oh. that she might be the, the, you know, the people that people are running and hiding and possibly fighting this against. Very, yeah, this, that could be it. Layers, everybody. Layers. Not really. Anyways, so they're going to school, 50 miles of farmland. They're sipping on Starbucks coffee. I don't know where there's a Starbucks in the middle of the country, but there is. You know, I think it's funny how when I, I was a kid, 
If you wanted to be kids, kids, especially girls, wanted to seem older, they'd smoke cigarettes. That was the thing. You smoke cigarettes, and then of course the campaigns stops. It's worked. People, most people don't smoke anymore. Everyone smoked when I was a kid. Uh, people still smoke, just not cigarettes. They're onto the jewel and everything. Right. Well, that's the new code. So the I what happened was sometime in the nineties because. No boy, no kids drank coffee when I was. That was an adult adult drink. Yeah, and now it's because I think it's because kids think that makes them seem more mature and older. Even though they're drinking a fucking milkshake, they're not drinking like a black coffee. They're drinking like it's possible. There's this shit. All it's like a fucking milkshake with some caffeine. No, in it. I'll, I'll I'll agree with you that people are probably. I don't want a coffee shame them or anything, but I think they're probably drinking something more like more like that, where it's mostly milk and sugar and. All that kind right, of right because, like I said, it's just like, oh, I'm a mature adult. I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, it's like, but okay, we'll go on. So we're uh, we're cutting through. We're having a little titty tat with uh, titty tat. That's not a conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to go for like a little just shit chat. Shit chat. It's going nowhere. Lewis seems nervous about something. We can't quite figure it out when a bus, a, a bus, a <laughs> truck of bullies comes riding up next wow. to him. We got a nice little pressed ham going on here. Yeah, some... Hide your kids' eyes if they're watching. He's, Male like, butt. he's like, yo, grab my cakes. Mm. And then they run him off the road, the jocks. Yeah. He's like, real mature guys. And they just run him off the road to kill him. Why did the car stall out because it got ran off the road? His car stalls on him. I don't. That's the. Okay. Is that how somehow if you go off the road, your engine gets flooded? I was like, is there a murder after you or something? (laughs) But it's just movie convenience. So they're sitting here looking out into a farm field. Cornfield. A cornfield. It is Nebraska. Right. Cornhuskers. Wait a minute. This movie would be taking place knee high by July. Okay. So never mind. They got their timeline just right. So they're sitting there, and the only reason they're sitting there this long, the only reason the car cut off was that they would see Chris Jellick, our gay Nazi schizophrenic <laughs> kid. We don't know that. We just know he's kind of odd. Yeah, we're we're playing it up. We don't know he's not kissing a dude in this scene. He's got, he's with a van. He's very got mysterious a he's van. got a big white mysterious van. It says free candy on the side. That's how you know it's sketchy. And he's just putting something in the middle of the field. Yeah. that's it. So we get to school, and upon arrival, we see we see a flagpole goes up, and it's got some bras on it. Crazy. Fucking, it's senior prank day, guys. It's not only, like, the first day of prom, you know, but... Is or, this, I feel bad for, like, boys now, because and now it's not enough to just ask a girl to prom. You have to have this big rigmarole, like... like scene set up now because that's what all the boys are doing in this scene they're like uh, i mean i don't i, I think i think there's just some people and it's just like all the idiots the loudest voice gets noticed and so i'm sure a lot of people still do it quietly murray there's still probably i don't know i just think there's a lot of pressure being there's enough pressure on teenage boys we don't need to do that <laughs> all right murray concerned about <laughs> boys teen boys and the pressure being thrust on them so Lou, he's trying to get Zoe to her locker. Hey, so I think you need to get in your locker. I think you're forgetting your math book. And she's like, I don't give a fuck about math anymore. I'm pretty sure you need to look at. She just goes off to her first class. I thought she fancied the door. I remember that happening later, Murray. Okay. You're you're just you're just trying to get too far ahead here. <laughs> trying to get through this. I I hear you. Trying to run. 
through this movie. And of course, we got a prom proposal, just just like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, it was like some Shakespeare shit or something. There, Milady, there was a skull and the thespian and the Hamlet outfits and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what doth like to date with me? Uh, and she loved it. <laughs> what? The- and then like this like very gay teacher. All right, guys, cut it out. I got some stuff to teach people. It's Paul Lind is the fucking teacher for some reason. Oh, God. And then we just cut into the middle of science class where an explosion happens yes, just see, to get a jump well, scare. Yeah, well, you get a little foreshadowing. Like yeah. I knew that was something was going to happen with that. Yeah, she's talking about the teacher played by Barbara Crampton. Last time anyone saw her, she was getting head from a... Uh, uh, Decapitated head and reanimator. <laughs> and uh, that's the last time I saw her. And we just see this big explosion of hydrogen. She always points out it's hydrogen. Yeah. We don't po- need to know that. I don't know why she had to say that because it never comes into play later. No. But hydrogen. Well, they don't make movies like they used to. I guess to. it just makes a cooler explosion. Yeah. So uh, uh, the bell rings. Teacher doesn't get enough time to quite get all out of her whole lesson, reading material and all that, but she's got enough You're time. You're right, Griff. I think they're really trying to play that up that Zoe's the troubled kid that's going to shoot the place I, up. You know what? I didn't realize that because I, I knew as soon as uh, I saw Chris, I was like, that kid's trouble. Right. Well, he it, could, she could be, he could be working together. We don't know that. But she was – never mind. So we <laughs> – we can't pontificate too much on the first. We always do this. We pontificate on the first three lines of notes we have, and then we're gassed by the end. Well, this is going to be a marathon. We're not just a, not like a sprint. we're just like Chris Jericho. We get through one line, and then we're done. Cocaine. The so, teacher's worried about her. You know, you used to love science. What happened to you? I've been talking to your dad. We think you need to get. Into psychology or something. And she's like, I just want a Pepsi! And then she just runs out the door. Look, guys, if anybody is confused about why we always bring Pepsi into our, uh, you know, how to help kids, how to bridge, how to be a bridge to a teenager, help them out, Murray? Bridge? Want to talk about the bridge to God? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about <laughs> God. And she's just like, look, a Pepsi won't change the past, all right? What, the, what past? What are we talking about we here? No, we don't know. We don't know. The I'm past interested. where she got a Coca-Cola, maybe? That's much better, as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, now Zoe is at her locker, okay. and she's fonzing it. <laughs> hey! And she, like, elbows it, pops open, and there's a nice little note from Lou. Will you be my prom date? He even put and in... she's even like, I thought he was gay! And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, he comes off very nerd... Well, more nerdy than gay, but and uh, I gotta yeah. say, unfortunately for Lou, there's some there's some women out there who aren't into dating a guy that's shorter. We've talked about that on this on the past. Me and Murray are perfect in every way except for the <laughs> fact that we're average height. Right. All right. We'll never be Chippendale dancers. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it just grinds my gears. And uh, so she's thinking about Lewis, and not only does he realize, well, I thought he was gay, but she's like, oh my god, and I, she, he's three inches shorter than me. This isn't gonna work out. It's not going to work out. So then we cut back to that field, Murray, and a bomb goes off. Right. Oh, Big explosion. Yeah. Fire everywhere. Burning that corn up. Popcorn going off. Popcorn everywhere. It was a popcorn field. Yeah. And so we're like, huh, that's that's okay. I, I, that makes sense. Chris looked weird. Yeah. Looked vaguely gay. Vaguely schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So we go back. <laughs> this movie really throws you for a curve because here we are thinking Lewis is gay, and they're like, no, Chris is gay. And he looks like he's some tough dude, you know? know. <laughs> yeah. So Zoe, she confronts Lou at cafeteria time. She's chomping on a burrito, and she's like, Lou, I don't, I like you, but I don't like you that way. He's like, oh, well, and he tries to cover himself. Well, we're just going to go and make fun of people. We're not going to, like, like really You want to pay day. money to make fun of people like we already do? Said, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. Why are you making such a big deal? It's a lot of fun. Oh, so so uh, she's really got Lewis rattled here, and when he gets nervous, he gets the shake, so he knocks over the skim milk all over her. All over her precious army jacket. So Zoe has to get up and excuse herself to go to the bathroom here. Oh, and then we get another cut of we go <laughs> a random shack on the side of the road. I recognize that shack. I watched the sto- the documentary about the Unabomber. It's his shack. It's Ted Kaczynski's shack up in Montana. I don't know what that has to do with Nebraska. <laughs> but... They moved it there, like they moved London Bridge, like Arizona. Oh, for some there reason. we go. <laughs> they moved that some eccentric billionaire. I think it was Warren Buffett because he lived in Nebraska. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So Zoe is just like hanging out in the bathroom, minding her own business, washing her jacket off. Apparently, mom showed up at school today because she's in the bathroom doing a quick deucer. <laughs> Maybe Vinny's is on the other side of the school. She got it. Had to she's stop. Worried over. about her daughter. So she's just like, "Hey, kid, I believe in you." Some bullshit like that. I'm pretty sure my mom was disappointed in my brother, so she went to school with him and actually like sat in class wow. with him. She was that intense. explains a lot about your brother. She was intense. So while that's going on, she's having a little girl talk with mom. We see the goth chick, Anna. She's like doing something with the drop ceiling. She's fucking around with it. Yeah. One of the stalls. So Zoe's like, that's odd. You know, what is she doing? Mom bails, and then uh, Anna comes down. Zoe pretends to be minding her own business because you can ne- that's the thing about bathrooms. It's like everyone's nervous. I I know we've shared this experience. When you go to a public bathroom, you have to poop. You're like, God, no, this is the worst. And it's because you feel like people are watching. And Anna or Zoe proves. Well, it's the worst because people usually piss all over the seat and there's too. no toilet paper. Exactly. No one has That's any sure. common courtesy at no. all for the pooper. And we all know right. the pooper is the worst <laughs> position to be in. The audience is the pooper in this situation. We're in the worst situation because we're watching this movie. And... So Zoe is proving that fact. She's proving the point that, yeah, when people come in, they are looking directly at you like, this sorry motherfucker had a shit. Like, <laughs> fuck you. We all got a shit, people. Yeah, come, come on. on. So That's Anna- my favorite R.E.M. song, Everybody Shit. <laughs> Sometimes. So Anna comes out, and she recognizes that, and she's, tr- she's poop positive. She's like, come on, everybody poops. Just like Billie Eilish, she's poop positive, too. <laughs> Good for her. I'm dead serious. I heard an interview with her where she's like, I really like a good poop. <laughs> good for you, Billy. And so Anna fucking cross checks uh, yeah, uh, Zoe on her way shivers out. her. Yeah. She's like, like, out of my way, bitch. Girl, you got studs on, girlfriend. I didn't think Zoe would talk like that, but there she is. <laughs> she's hanging out with the black guy. She picks it up every once in a while. <laughs> so... <laughs> She goes. To, she goes to check it out. She, she, she wants to see what's the damage on the toilet. First of all, <laughs> and, probably pee all over it. And then she like goes up and she's like feeling around the. Dr- she's like, "What?" And she she doesn't find anything. Yeah. 
But we're like, okay, that's weird. We don't know. And so, you know, she's now that the bathroom is clear, she's like, okay, good. I was just waiting it out for the other person to leave the bathroom before I took a shit. So she's going to hang out in the bathroom for a little while here, you know, get it it's nice and quiet. She thinks she can finally drop one just in case it slips out and it's a little loud. She's like, I just, I don't yeah. want that you don't embarrassment. Want, yeah, you don't want to be that person. Especially not on senior prank day. Oh, man, that would be fucked. Meanwhile, 100 feet away from her, a van crashes through the cafeteria windows, takes out some of the pillar structure. It's loud. It's loud as fuck. Yeah. So he doesn't know. Maybe she was having a bitty shit. I thought she, she does not know. I thought she did hear, but nobody else in the school hears. You know what? She does hear it. Yeah. yeah. Because she's like got daredevil senses. Yeah. So no. Yeah, you're, you're right. No one else notices, but she's like something happened. Maybe she felt a rumble on the floor or something. And then out jumps uh, Tristan, our, our, main our villain. Crunchy hair. I got the burps, Murray. I'm sorry, everybody. Tristan jumps out. He's our crunchy ramen hair noodle villain. He's like, why so serious? You can tell right, <laughs> right now. He's like super annoying. So one of my favorite parts is when you watch this movie again, you might notice the van crashes. Through. Never watch this movie yeah, again. You will. But. The van crashes through like a kid and he goes flying. And then in the next scene, that kid who just went flying is under the front tire. And Chris looks at him and shoots him. Yeah. Chris can't wait to Tristan. He's like, chill but chris is shooting people immediately tristan is joker he wants to get in everybody's mind tristan or uh, chris on the other hand he's like i want to fuck kill some kids and he's doing it he's just randomly shooting people like you said with his his castle wolfenstein gun castle wolfenstein gun yeah exactly uh the coach comes up where did the coach come from apparently he was having lunch too yeah he like does he like leap over the van or something? Like, he comes over behind the van and then he like walks over a, a picnic table, picnic table, a lunch table, and Tristan just pulls out a knife and stabs. It's like him. a Rambo knife, this huge fucking knife. I appreciated that. It could have been a box cutter. But... And of course, as we know, you get stabbed, you don't make a sound. The coach just uh, uh, collapses and dies. And then the Joker, Tristan, he has to go up to a kid. He sees he sees a kid from the football squad. Right. And he he's like, hey there, Larry. You're always giving me shit. Every time we cross in the hallway. Sorry, everybody. I'm going to drop a slur. <laughs> You're always calling me a fag. And I'm calling you a fag. And that's just our thing, right? He's like, no. Who's the fag now? And then <laughs> Chris shoots him. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I mean, that's this is a good question for 18-year-olds out there. Because we have, we have the key demographic. Jericho doesn't. We do. We have the... 13 to 18-year-olds listening to us. Teenagers love us. (laughs) Our kids saying... We're like the Jake and whatever Logan Paul of, like, podcasts. That's right. Teenage girls love us. They They got our pictures on the wall. Oh, me and my mustache, (laughs) you standing behind me, hands on my shoulder. (laughs) Both of us shirtless, yeah. (laughs) I'm explaining a very specific magazine cover. Another thing that's only funny to us. Um... (laughs) But uh, yeah, but no. What I want to ask teenagers: Are we still using that f word? Because we used, maybe it hasn't gotten into Nebraska yet. I gotta say, like you know, when I was growing up, we we had all kinds of a potty mouth. We were saying that that yeah. was that it was, was just it was, something yeah, to throw I around. Think Goonies, they drop it a bunch of times. That's yeah. a kids' movie. Yeah. yeah, it was just that was the way it was. We so, moved on. We were enlightened. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so anyway. mom pops up again. I guess she's like making sure nobody comes in so her daughter can just rip some parts. I don't know. I don't know. How is mom moving? <laughs> she's also a Sensei Seagal student. 
Because she's moving around like she's some kind of like just glimmer man or something. You don't understand that reference (laughs) either. Not yet. Yeah. (laughs) But she's like, honey, run. So Zoe, she's got great upper body strength here. She pulls herself up. Yeah, most girls don't. Yeah. Pulls herself up into uh, into the the ceiling, and Murray, you're going to be very, very comforted to know that she doesn't walk across the drop ceiling. I know. I th- that was the one thing. Like that's real. I was impressed. But this is the first movie I've ever seen where someone gets up in a drop ceiling and gets like on a duck. You cannot fucking walk on a drop ceiling. Does not work. Does not work that way. It's free. It's I mean, like flimsy as fuck. He, this woman looks like she's you know. Maybe 100 pounds, but still, those drop ceiling tiles do not hold weight at all. Not at all. Like, no weight at all. So kudos to the makers of this movie. Hyper-realism 101. <laughs> and just in time, because Kip, the smelly nerd with the armor jacket, he walks in, and then he looks, doesn't see anything. Well, she... I think what happened is he's got a sensitive nose, and he's like, is that a Vinny shit I smell before me? <laughs> he's using some Shakespeare, too. <laughs> yes, I remember that from Macbeth, I think it was. <laughs> I believe it was. Scene five, act two. Uh, <laughs> I just did an inside joke there. Five and two. That's our thing. We've, but, Murray, we have done that every week. I did week. not mean to do that, though. We that have, was how brilliant it was. We've done that every week for like three months now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Kip comes into the – he first goes in a boy – Who would look at a Who would look at a boy child and go, Kip? That, 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 that's why the kid's crazy. Don't name your kid Tristan or Kip. You're already setting them up for failure. I agree. Those two names are awful. I did have a friend named Kit, and that guy was great. Kit? Kit Ridge was his full name, but called him Kit. Kip? But Kip, yeah. I feel like there's a Kip. Wasn't that one of the characters in Napoleon Dynamite? I don't know. All I know is Kip Winger, lead singer of the band, hair band old band, Winger. Winger. (laughs) (laughs) That's someone to look up. Maybe they're big Winger fans. We're in Nebraska. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just go, guys. If we got a lot of like men. Listen, don't let your wife name your child because they'll name it Kip. Yeah, it's, you need a strong masculine name. I want to be. I'm, I'm not Vito Corleone, but to be a strong masculine child, give oh him a masculine God. name. Oh All right, so Kip God. smells some shit. Yep. Smells what the rock is cooking. He th- he is um, naturally assumes it's in the boys' bathroom. He peeps in there. He's got the sensitive nose, so he's like, it's not this bathroom. Turns around, walks into the ladies' bathroom, and he just misses Zoe. Just just barely missed her. But uh, I was she already dead? How did this girl get in here? Did he kill her before he got in here? I think she stumbled into the room. Yeah, because what happened first was she, the girl, I think she was an Asian girl, she stumbles in shot. She was. And, Stop Asian and Zoe checks her out and says, oh, my God, what the fuck? And then that, then she goes up and hides. Mm-hmm. So that was it, yeah. That's right. So Kip is uh, facing that reality that he just murdered that girl. Right, and he kind of enjoys it. Yeah, there's a little smile. He's like, that'll teach you to look at my penis. Right. Well, and then they're, they're getting us ready. They're like adding some little layers, making, our, making well, you, us think about our victims. What's uh, going on with them? What does he mean that's for seeing my penis? I, I don't so know. outside, there's, all there is is a small fire in a cornfield. And a shack is on fire, blocking off every road. Every single <laughs> fire department is like every responders there. We don't have anybody to go to the school. You, I mean, you got Agent Cooper, Dale Cooper out there. You yeah, got I, that was plan overkill. Why was the FBI there? I have no idea. <laughs> a, well, Ted Kaczynski. Maybe they thought he, somebody got somebody else who worked with him. 
I mean, protege. <laughs> like I said, his check was in Montana. Suddenly, it's in Nebraska. Black Lodge match. So we're just pointing out, like, all of the authorities are distracted by all these fires. They're popping up everywhere. Yes. This is another thing our expert, because we're going to be going back to the cafeteria here, and our, our, our expert uh, of mass shootings, who's never been involved with the mass shooting or schools or the police force for, like, 25 years. He just writes uh, m- murder shows now. He uh, he pointed this out is that and I don't know how to quantify this. I don't know how to look for this information to see if it's true. Do your own research, everybody. QAnon's real. Uh, he's coming back, by the way. I hope so. So what he points out is that most people in these situations, the first call they make is to a loved one. And they're like the second call is to the second loved one. And then the third call is finally to the police. So I don't know how how real this is and everything. But Tristan instructs all the students to call loved ones and report the situation. And he picks out, look, guys, we're just going to pass over the fact that despite being in Nebraska, which is probably 95% white people, the school is very diverse. We'll just skip right over that. So he, he has a student there. He singles her out. And, you know, he tells her, you'd be, you'd be the first. Go ahead. Give somebody a call. And we just listen to her call and cry to, like, her mom or something. Right. Tell her she loves her. So we learned that. For Tristan, he does—he doesn't really have an axe grind. He just wants those fucking likes, man. He wants—it's all about social media with Tristan. And after listening to an hour and a half of the producers talk about the hyperrealism, the fact that this is actually just a fun movie and people shouldn't think about it like this, they don't mention the fact that this movie is trying to make a message about social media. Just gets completely passed over. Right, and yeah, the kids—kids kids nowadays obsession with social media and you know what virtual reality. We no, gotta, we got. We, we, that's why we're here. That's why we're the investigative journalists. We're telling you what this movie is about. Yeah. Anyway. So Zoe, she's thankfully she's on a fucking like air duct, which yep. would probably hold her weight. Maybe her dad's an HVAC. She knows better. She and, knows it'll hold her weight. That is. Well, if you have common sense, you could know that. You know that the drop ceiling ain't holding your weight. <laughs> and of course, there's rats everywhere. <laughs> Up there. I have no idea because it's another jump scare. She's like, "Ew, God!" Knowing these people were cruel to animals, I'm worried about these rats. I'm a big rat yeah, fan. It, 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 there might have been a rat's night of terror thing where they oh, set them on fire. Please no. Anyway, and so she's she's staying on there, and then I guess she gets distracted by a rat. I don't know, but then thank the Lord, she falls through the drop ceiling. I pl- I stopped the movie and applauded that. I said, <laughs> I've never Hi- seen that hyper realism. I've, I've never seen that in a movie ever. That's the first fucking time. Well, what it was is um, she was right near a duct, a uh, uh, duct that was horizontal. It was not like vertical to the. Whatever I'm, I'm doing a bad job of explaining this duck work. But she hears something. She leans in closer to listen closer to it, and then she falls through into the kitchen. And these yeah. guys, my goodness, this high school. Oh man! If it, it, you know, I see why they're like, we don't need to give any more money to schools because this school is ginormous. Right. I saw they have fresh produce everywhere. Like the right. chefs are. Like they're actually prime rib. It was like, crazy. They had an omelet station. It looked. I like didn't have any of that shit. It looked like the Flintstone, the size of that prime rib. <laughs> like they, uh, it was just huge. It's crazy. And so she falls through into the kitchen, makes a lot of noise. Tristan is alerted and sends his number one guy, who he has a gay fling <laughs> with, apparently Chris. <laughs> What? You're giving the lead away. We're like blowing the whole like mind blowing thing at near the end. We You're right. I am, guys. Fuck. Just erase your memory from the last <laughs> yeah. 20 seconds. People have already zoned out. Yep. It's just us entertaining ourselves from here on out. 
<laughs> so Chris comes in, and then we see Zoe's hiding, and she notices there's Kath- the, the lunch lady's hiding too. Yeah, and they make eye contact. Like, should be quiet. Chris is calling out. I heard you in here, Murray. Can you do our friend's voice from Death Wish Five, uh, Frank? I heard you're in here. <laughs> Where are you? I like prime rib. <laughs> and Zoe has noticed this old uh, cafeteria woman, and they're like, she's on the phone. By the way, 2021, I counted at least 25 flip phones in this movie. Apparently, these like conservatives love because well, I know what it is. Danzig doesn't have a cell phone, a smartphone oh. either, because you can't be tracked by it. That's what they're thinking. Like, <laughs> I have a flip phone, I can't be tracked. I, that explains why Tom Jane's character has a right. flip phone. But it's funny that he's he doesn't even know he doesn't even have a phone. He takes a phone from another parent because he couldn't view. He he had a flip phone. Okay. He pulled out of his pocket. Okay, I I I want to go with you here, Murray. I do. <laughs> remember that for a fact that he had a but it's because he doesn't want to be tracked exactly i think you're dead on he's ignoring zig you're right again he's ignoring the part that will still track him but it's okay it's (laughs) okay but we learned last week that these burner phones they last for (laughs) hours excuse me not hours days weeks even through raptures Well, anyway, Listen. her flip phone, I guess, like, the ringtone goes off. I don't know, but it alerts Chris. And she stands up. No, Murray. See, what happens here is that she gets off the phone with her loved one, and she gives herself away. For Zoe? So she stands And then she does the worst thing you can do to Psycho. You should be ashamed of yourself. And he just blows her away. Yeah, she does the old finger wag. I no. thought she was going to get a rolling pin and shake it at him. You know, like that old image. But no, she just gets shot. Then Chris picks up her phone, and uh, that thing... Well, excuse me, can you... <laughs> that thing of yours is dead. <laughs> so Tristan, he's just toying with these poor kids, he's mocking them. He's doing the... I like, I like the commentary happening here. This was also something the producers didn't talk about. Tristan points out the fact. He's like, I want you guys all to send out... Thoughts and prayers. Such a right. joker. He's, yeah, he's a joker. He's mocking, you know, what regular normal people do. It's good stuff. All right, we've got a quick cut. We're going over to Anna, and she's just Anna's our girl, she's the bad tech, guy. I guess she's the tech person because she's cutting wires everywhere. For a non-PC movie, that's very PC to give the uh, telecom job to. Would it a girl. matter? Question in twenty twenty, would it matter to cut the fucking landline phones? Like everyone has a fucking cell phone now, unless there's they're, <sighs> like unless they blew up a cell tower. That would make sense. If they blew up a cell tower. You know what, Murray? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and redo this movie for them. Yes, if they blew up a cell phone tower, but he wouldn't want to do that because he wants those fucking lines. Exactly. Like they don't know. What they're doing is counterintuitive because they want to upload their content, but all those kids they are trying to upload at the same time could cause a slow – it's a good bottleneck their bandwidth. So you're causing one issue. But, but he figures it out later on. We'll learn. This, this in a few minutes. Oh, we'll oh good. Uh, There's science in this movie, everybody. Science! So we've just seen the bitchy goth girl cutting the phone, the landlines. And so while that's happening, Zoe gets out. She escapes. Yeah, she gets out of the school. She's escaping. She sees the kids that are at the back of the school smoking weed together. And then she goes, kids, get the fuck out of here. The school shooting. They don't believe her. They're like, oh, man, you, you fucking with us. It's a prank. She's like, no. And then she realizes these colors don't run and neither do I. I got to go back in that. She thing. looked at that army jacket. She saw the name on it. I got to get in there. I got to do this thing. She 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 also found a a. a a piece of glass, you know, a window, and she looked in it, and she 
slapped her face and did the Kevin McAllister. This is my school. I gotta protect it. School. This is her chance to stand. Be true to your school. This is her chance to stand her ground. She's doing it. Her dad said, "You'll well, probably, you'll she probably already never. ran, but she ain't gonna hide." Yeah, she goes straight to fight. She hid for a second. There's no rule about how long you have to run or hide. True. So she's done two. She gets she gets to go on to three now. That's the legal law of the land, Murray. Stand your ground. What's going on, Tristan? He's he's live on social media. A security guard comes in. He doesn't have a gun. What the fuck? He's people. wearing khakis and, you know, a tucked in. It looks like a mall security shirt and everything. He's got, God, they they really did this guy no favors. Did you notice that he was wearing Velcro shoes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they no. made, they were medicated, medicated. <laughs> there orthopedic Vic, shoes. Orthopedic. <laughs> there was Vic rubs on there because he had a cold. Um, they were orthopedic shoes. Like they made him out to be the biggest goober in the world. <laughs> one, one had like a two inch thick sole. Yes, you know, exactly. He looked like the man from another place. Yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks references everywhere. And Tristan's just mocking him. Like expect you to live on twelve hours, twelve dollars an hour without a gun. Man, that little Tristan, the bad guy in this movie, sounded like one of the you know socialists. And, while, and then, well, I'm glad you pointed it out because that's when the principal's like, that's all I can stand and I can't stand no more. So he comes in, he's like, brother, bro, broham, let me speak to you on your level. Hey, I know it's a little sus that we don't know what you folks, kids. LOL. Uh, <laughs> OMG. Now, if I could just rap with you a moment, and he's got his, he's also got his chamomile tea in a coffee mug, and he throws a leg up on, you know, on one of the, uh, 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 Lunch tables. Tristan, we've been talking recently, and I thought we were coming to an understanding. You just, you miss your father, right, Tristan? Maybe I could be like your dad. We could maybe, like, do something together. And he's just like, then we learned that Tristan, just, like, in the past week, had been to the office two times to be reprimanded. Yeah. But we learned that was his plan, because he needed to get the principal's keys so he got in the first time to get the keys, ran off, made copies, and then he got in trouble again to bring them back. So it was... As opposed to seeing all the dumb stuff with the sh- uh, the fire department responding to Ted Kaczynski's shack on fire and uh, just the very many scenes of that, I would have liked to see how Tristan you know, got this key. If they did a flashback of how him no getting time. in trouble. No time. Oh No, absolutely. They would have had to replace it, but even still... And the Merman Productions cut, 90 minutes. And the principal's like, look, whatever you want. You can fuck my wife, my daughters. I don't care. You can fuck me. Look at these pictures of my wife. She's hot, isn't she? Yeah. You kids are, you kids are into MILFs, right? You're all into that. You could probably do a thing with my wife and my daughter because you're into the incest porn too, right? Aren't we all? He's trying to relate because all the kids love incest porn now. Uh, the great singer-songwriter Beck once said, you can't write if you can't relate. He also said bottles and, clan, bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. He also said, I'm a loser, baby. Why don't you kill me? And that's just what the principal does because Chris <laughs> shoots the principal in the balls, kills him. <laughs> Security guard. This 
special effects on his balls exploding were intense, <laughs> yes. all right? All that, the money went there. They were very liberal liberal with their use of uh, special effects, but the ball exploding, mwah, perfection. Good job. Security Second guard. Second time I clapped. Hyperrealism, my friends. Security guard does the Vinnies and the shits himself and runs away. This is where you get the close-up of those orthopedic Velcro <laughs> shoes. Oh, and my And Chris God. stalks him, follows him out, and he's so disgusted with this guy who just shit and pissed all over himself. His pants are just dripping. He's like, I'm not even going to kill you, and I love killing. So they just let the security guy go. And we go back over to Zoe, who's trying to inform everybody in the school. I believe she's going outside of the yes. school. She's banging on windows. We got another very interesting teacher. Okay. One of the things they brought up in this movie is that it's not about the shooters. It's about the victims. We know two victims throughout this whole movie. We know Lewis, kind of. And we know Zoe, I, I guess, well enough. That's all we get to know about. And this is supposed to be a movie about the victims. That's how they presented it. No. Well, we're not about to learn about any other victims. We don't know how they were Well, at the all. teacher, she does because she's probably 200 feet away from the cafeteria. So they heard nothing. Nothing. So she's just like, nice. Yeah, I know it's prank week, yada, yada. And she just like closes the blinds and ignores. I guess that's their big excuse is that, oh, it's prank week. We heard a lot of explosions. We just figured it was prank week. So oh, ridiculous. So Tristan, he's ready for phase two of his great grand plan. It's like a, it's Andy Sedaris wrote this plan. It's so convoluted. <laughs> he asks, he's like, okay, who's getting the most views on your live feed? Uh, who's got 50, 50 viewers right now? There's like 100 hands up. It's like, well, well me and Murray know all about 50 viewers. We get hundreds <laughs> of thousands of viewers. Right. So if we were in there, we'd have our hands up. Right. We'd be the ones fucking following Tristan around. Yeah. Thank God. Then he goes up to 100, and then 150, and then... He goes, you, up, four eyes. It's Lewis. Yeah, because he's, he's up to 1,000. Well, Lewis actually, I have 1,000. He had to like, throw that in there. And one. <laughs> and one. Oh, I see what they did there, because it's a basketball thing, and he's black. I didn't get it. It's a little subtle racism. Well, that is really subtle. I didn't get it either. Yeah. So that's the answer to your thing. So now he's the only one allowed to use his phone. So they are not using up all that fucking 5G or whatever. I don't know anything about phones. You're right, Murray. No, they don't have 5G (laughs) anywhere because we can't get up towers that fast because it's okay. Telecom systems, they're doing the good things. Well, in in the heartland, they're they're never getting 5G because they know it'll control your mind. No, they don't even have 3G. Because it'll control your mind, Griff. Of course. You. So Lewis is going to be his cameraman. He's like, you're my cameraman now. You're going to follow me around. You're going to film everything. And uh, that's when Lewis, he's getting close to them now. He sees inside the van bombs. Yeah, well, it just looks like paint buckets. Yeah, it could have been, they could have been growing potatoes. They've been, they could have been full of, you know, uh, whatever, epoxy to recoat the floor. Could have been anything. But we assume it's bombs. We have to assume it's bombs. So Zoe... She uh, has gone to a second class after the first class has ignored her. They just think it's a senior prank day thing. And I believe this was one of – was this the science teacher or was this somebody else? This was Mr. Nunez. Oh, okay. The very flamboyant Paul Linden impersonator. Okay, yeah. And she's banging on the window to get to, to open. No, she just throws a rock through it. She doesn't even bang on the that's window. Right. Oh, God. And he's like, oh, my stars and garters. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, get the fuck out. School shooting. 
And then she opens the, the doors, like the windows, I should say, fold out. She opens it up, so they open up about six inches. I was learning all about the different types of windows, and I forget what this one is called. I'm an idiot. I don't I'm know. I'm not a good podcaster. You, yeah, I'm ashamed of you. And this is what once again I'm irritated again. I love the fucking drop ceiling, but then the, the window literally opens. I'd say a foot at the most. Like it opens up, and it's like, well, we could just shut the window that you broke and climb out the window very easily. No, squeeze like in between this foot awkwardly squeezing through it. Yeah, but they do it. They finally listen to her, and they get out. And one of them stops to show um, Zoe their phone because on the school's website. They are rebroadcasting the live feed in the cafeteria, which, by the way, we're still getting cuts of, like, the principal's office, you know, the main off, excuse me, office and everything, where they're not doing anything. They're, they've been made aware of the situation. And, again, this office is across the hall from the cafeteria. And did you notice that Kip, before it all started, left the package and nothing happened with that. What was the point? I of thought that? it was supposed to be a bomb. That was I thought it was going to be a bomb too. And it was like <laughs> when they went to call on the police, it was going to go off or something. <laughs> right. Oh, so frustrating. <laughs> you know, so. this is like after they killed Leland Palmer, and then Twin Peaks just went into nowhere land for, for like eighteen episodes until uh, David Lynch came back. So we we got to really hammer home that Tristan's evil. Yeah. So he does. He quotes Hitler to one of the, like. There's a girl like dying. First, first of all, he's like, "We gotta board up these windows. Let's build the wall." And they build a wall in a minute. They only make the Mexican kids do it, right. and they made them pay for it as well. Right. They like they left their lunch money on. Yeah, the, they yeah. used like cafeteria tables. They yeah. Turned them up on their sides and pushed them and blocked the, blocked where they drove through. And then he goes full Professor Gastonberry. <laughs> Glastonberry. Glastonberry. Excuse me. Yeah, and he he goes. He's like he, he. I I I don't know if this girl was handicapped. What his issue with her? But he was like, you know, Hitler would kill people like you. Yeah, you're thinning out the bloodline. You're weakening it with your crippled little legs. And she's like, yes, I'm bleeding. I am literally thinning out the bloodline because <laughs> I'm bleeding <laughs> to death. He's like, and then he like zings her. Well, lucky for you, we're not Nazis. And then I, Chris I, was like, well, I kind of a Nazi. Uh, yeah, Chris is kind of a Nazi. He's got he's got a gun. The Nazis use and everything. All right, and again, this is where John Matthews' logic as the greatest mass shooting uh, master of all time says that this is, in fact, true because Zoe goes and triggers a fire alarm because, obviously, it's an alert and everything. And John Matthews says, well, this is what the Parkland kids knew is that uh, you can't trigger a fire alarm. They have to see the fire before they can report it. So they can't call it it. I thought that went straight through to the authorities, and they would just send a fire truck anyways. I have no idea. Yeah. So they just disregard it. All the like you see all the classes at uh, classrooms empty out, and they're getting ready to evacuate to like their safe positions. But then they just stop because well, because Anna cuts the wire, Anna so they the think wire. it was just a, a, like a, somebody, some kid just pulled it. Yeah, it's like a false alarm. And for her troubles, you know what Anna's about to get? She's about to meet the janitor. Yeah, Will, uh, groundskeeper Willie. What are you doing in here? I'm the only one allowed to do that. And then she just turns around, caps him, shoots him in the fucking head, kills this guy. Oh man! So right. fuck. What are we gonna do? Everyone's everyone has everyone's on like a, like a mile away from the cafeteria apparently because they're not hearing any of this shit. Nobody is aware of anything going on. Everyone's going on in school except for the two classrooms that Zoe has disrupted. But yeah, everyone. 
God, it's like gunshots going on. Does it, does anybody heard a gunshot in the real world? Real, real world. It's prank week. We, like conservatives it's... love to be like guns are great. I've gone and shot. They're fucking loud as hell, especially in a school with the hallway. Well, I think a van going through a building would be loud. That would also so. be incredibly loud. But we cut to the sheriff. He somehow he learned the situation. I don't. I don't know. I, Maybe he was checking. He was like creeping on some girls, like on Instagram. He's like, "Holy shit, they're they're live streaming." I this. think he's friends with Matt Gates' friend. He was like, "Hey, this girl in high school, you know, the one I was going to hook you up with, she's apparently uh, in a school shooting situation." And the sheriff's like, "Oh shit, is she looking good?" I mean, uh, what school? We got to get over there. Got to get to the school, but unfortunately, all those fires are clogging. This is two lane roads, people. We're in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, "Shit!" Well, like. Uh, Right next to me is just a cornfield, and I am in a fucking SUV. It's both of these off-road vehicles. I, what are we going to do? Oh, man. If it weren't for the liberals keeping us on the two-lane roads, we, we would be able to get over to that school. They're clearly oh, – God, I don't even know what I want to say about these idiots. So he's just like, I don't know what to do. I think he's just much like the Death Wish cops. He's just scared. He doesn't yep. want to even go. He's, he's making every excuse. Like, well, we, we could – we can't go off the road. That would be against the law. Yeah. We can't cut across this person's private property. So we're just stuck on the road until this fire gets May- taken care of. Maybe the security guard after How he- long would it take to put out a fucking shack? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Like, this is, the dumbest, this is the dumbest part of the plan. This is the dumbest part of the movie because the filler makes no sense. We need You can do a 10-second cut of you know the police finding out, the authorities finding out. But they, they bog it down with 15 minutes worth of content of them doing stuff that makes no... Griff, we got a scene of security guard changing his pants. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Do we need that? We, 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 I was just going to bring that up because he goes off, back to his office. He has his very own little office and everything. This is a good... Well, the $12 an hour is way too low. But this is a good situation. Living in Nebraska is not that bad. <laughs> The cost of living, cost is, of living nothing in Nebraska is nothing compared to yeah. that. Might be true. People are living in shacks. We learned that. <laughs> so he, uh, Zoe goes. I don't know why she just. I guess she didn't see him piss himself, so she thinks he's brave. So she well, goes. He's got to new him, pants on now. And just as she's about to say something, boom! Explosion goes off. Kills the fucking security guard. I noticed that in the wreckage of all that, you just saw a muffler falling from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's an inside joke there. <laughs> and so <laughs> she gets knocked, concussed from the sonic boom of the the thing. Can we put an end? This is, I fucking hate this Private Ryan. Now, every time a bomb goes off, we have to have that scene where there's ringing and mm. we can't, and it's like, and they do that old cliche. I was just going to say, so I, I think we've talked about it pretty well, but the fact that these bombs so far have been enormous. <laughs> They've been like little mini nukes in these, right. you know, potato buckets. This is some Tim McVeigh shit going on here. Exactly. They're insane. And so this bomb especially, the destruction is intense. Like this shot is just like it's like hell. It's like all the footage you saw of like the wildfires and everything in California. It looks like hell. And so Zoe is I I forget if she was trying to wake the security guard up or something. But she is just, like, trying to get her bearings straight, and then she notices a shadowy figure that seems to be walking confidently. Holding that—are you talking about the mom or talking uh, about Anna? Oh No, I was talking about Anna. Okay, because mom's there, too. What is mom doing here? She's got another fresh mug of chamomile. She's she is not bothered by this at all. Holding it two-handed like Trump. She's like, mm. 
I think I think she was there complaining to the school board or something. You something know? about vaccinations. Yeah, she she was probably there giving them an earful about vaccinations. She's like I got cancer because of vaccinations. That had I don't have any proof of that, but I think that's what it is. Well, are you talking about? She's got perfect proof. She just reveals her bald head. <laughs> <laughs> so she gives a little pep talk to Zoe. She's like, "Look, you know, I don't know." She says, "Fake your." All I know is Zoe fakes like she's dead. She plays dead. She plays possum. If yeah. You know. Now we do. And then mom just like teleports. She's like she's fucking broken my heart. She teleports out of the room, <laughs> and we're like okay. And then Anna comes up. She's like Ugh, I hate fucking cheerleaders. She's a classic you know misunderstood goth girl. Yeah. She she spots the security guard and she's bothered by him because he took her weed away. So, so she, she kicks, kicks his him. dead body. Yeah. And then she does a nice Rudy Ray rub out on Zoe's hand. She just how did you like it? Nice crunch noise coming there. I th- I thought the audio was good for. I it. was kind of annoyed Zoe didn't sell it at all. She well, just... She's kind of an asshole. They're really building her up. So as far as uh, Anna's concerned, Zoe's dead. Out of the way. And we go back over to Tristan. The whole school, by the way, is on alert now. They're, they've witnessed the fire because it blew up outside their office. Right. So they're like, okay, we can call the authorities now. They're <laughs> ch- calm and chipper about it, just like uh, right. Zoe's mom, Karen. Right. And so we got the lordy, uh, uh, lordies, uh, the authorities <laughs> alerted. That was, you know. And we go back. We go back over to Tristan, and he's frustrated because they've got their own like TV display, like right. yeah, council was, and everything. Yeah, there's like five TVs. Yeah, they got it, all the major news networks. It looked like something you'd pull out a TV studio, and they have it there. <laughs> why? Kip is an expert with audiovisual, dude. Maybe that's why, the, they, that's why he's part of the team. Maybe the AV. Oh yeah. That, okay, we're making a lot of sense out of this movie. We thought there was no sense to be made, but and like Murray. every good Joker enthusiast, they're hardcore atheists. Yeah. So Tristan's got to point out the one girl who's holding her crucifix and praying, and he's like, "Oh, is that is that God going to save you? Is that crucifix going to save you for what I'm going to do to you? Why do you believe in God?" And then she rat she lets up. I believe God gives us free will. God allows the wicked to be hot and nasty, so they can't be so they can be judged. You know, where it's up to us to be good or bad, Griff. It's just up to God to judge us and give us internal torment and hellfire. <laughs> I'm so happy to bring up Hot and Nasty because you know what? There's a lot of stuff to do in the top half. I didn't get to say this, but fuck you, YouTube, because I try to put up a nice little Jim Dandy masterpiece, little sermon, and you guys said, no, you have to take it down. They, they weren't going to let me put up. Uh, you can put up Holocaust Denial. But not hot and nasty. No, it wasn't hot and nasty. It was the oh, sermon. Saying, well, the, the, the sermon was hot and nasty. The sermon was hot and nasty. Everything I Jim lo- Dandy does. I, the, only, the only thing I liked about our Christian phase last week for about two hours was getting hot and nasty with the Well, Lord. you know, people who need to be grateful, grateful for our Christian phase are those four guests we had. We're, we're, we're still, our eyes are on you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, we're back into Satan now. <laughs> right. All so, right. All bets are off next time. I be- I'm sure the satanic panic is in each and every one of your hearts because you need to be back on the show, right? So where are we at now? So, uh, we so got he's got to just – he doesn't shoot her though, right? He just mocks her. He mocks her religious. He mocks her religion, and we're, we're starting to learn more about how the news, they're not reporting outside, and then suddenly they decide, yeah, we'll report. Because they were just filming from the outside in, you know? And then Kip comes over and says, hey, actually, no, they're going to cut to our live feed, Lewis's feed. They're going to cut to to the inside feed now. And we get to see the uh, broadcast that they're watching is F 
CNN fake news network. It's in this. It's in the CNN and CNN font because they're not trying to make any kind of message, gotcha. political message, otherwise. Zinger. So Zoe, she's she's every class she finds, she's like, get out, get out, like every time everybody get out, and she's being so loud that Anna's alerted to this. So she sees her, yeah, shoots her in the leg, yeah. I, I think I don't think Zoe's smarter than this. She's, I mean, I guess it's some protection. She hides behind her locker door. Yeah, a bullet's gonna go right. That's like fuck. I could like punch my fist through a fucking locker door. A for bullet fuck's does sake. go through it, but it's like the top corner, and she didn't have any body part there, so she got lucky. Because this Anna girl, I gotta tell you, she might have been watching some Steven Seagal movies because this girl knows how to how to breathe and squeeze. There's no pulling. She's not pulling your leg. She's shooting your head. So we know that uh, Zoe's in trouble. But who else is in trouble? The sexy Spanish teacher. Mm. Because Tristan decides he needs to go to a field trip. Was there a reason why, besides what he's going to do to her, that he had to go to this room? Um, I think he heard that somebody was letting students out. Okay. So he's like... It's got to be this fucking Mexican lady. It's gotta be. It's gotta be because they're always crossing borders. Yeah, and they breaking. Notice, they're sneaky. They know how to get away. <laughs> so he's like, "I gotta go to the Spanish teacher," and she's hot on top of it. So why not two birds, one stone? Mm-hmm. And of course, he starts quoting Shakespeare, Spanish Shakespeare, <laughs> Hamlet, a little Hamlet. Yep, she's spe- he's speaking Hamlet, Spamlet. Sp- that's Spanish Hamlet. I thought that was Monty Python's version of it. <laughs> that's Spamalot. Oh, that's Spamalot. You're he's right. Speaking Spamlet. And. So we we see she is a pretty sexy woman. So she is I mean, very attractive. If, I, if I'm a creep, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I guess I'd do this too. Yeah, take your shirt off. But he says it in Spanish. Oh yeah, make yeah. sure to respect her classroom. Well, she was giving him shit because she was just like, you're a flunky. You don't know how to speak Spanish. And then he, just to, just to throw it in his face, he's like, I'm gonna assault you sexually with Spanish. Assault <laughs> your ears and your body. <laughs> so he makes her take her top off. I. You know what? They said in the beginning of this movie, nudity. They didn't show anything. No, Come they on. didn't. How no. dare you they tease showed, us with like, that? They uh, showed, like, bare shoulders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, a very far away, harsh, like, not harshly lit, poorly lit, like, shot. Yeah. Anyway, we're like, holy shit, what's he going to do? Is he going to rape this teacher in front of everybody? Holy shit. Holy shit. Before we can just take our pants down... We go back to Zoe and Anna. They well, Lou, okay. I'll give Lewis a little credit here because he's there filming everything. And again, oh. because he's straight, he's like, well, he he knows right from wrong. So he devises some kind of way to interrupt. Hey, Tristan, we're up to five thousand viewers, and one of them is Brian Bosworth, the boss. What about Sting? What's he asking? What's he asking? Sting is a Nebraska native. Is Sting watching? And he goes, it's not just Sting. It's Sting! And that Tristan's just like, Fuck. He's a mark. He's a mark. He's a mark. So he's the, so thankfully the teacher does not get assaulted. Nobody spray paints her ass. Nothing like that. Because <laughs> Paul Kersey's not here, people. We don't know what's going to happen. I, I'm just glad there's no giggling villains because we knew no. rape is on That's the a, way if there's a giggling villain. Right. So Zoe runs to the nearest balloon room. Apparently, this school is so fucking luxurious. They have a room just for balloons. Murray, tell us a little more about your high school. What was the most fantastical room you <laughs> guys had in high school? We didn't even have a cafeteria school? in my high school. <laughs> what? Just like our gym? 
Yeah, you just went home. We didn't even have lunch. What? Yeah. What? No. We, and and my school was the newer school of the two schools in our city, and they didn't build a fucking cafeteria. What the fuck? No. You build a school without a cafeteria. Yeah. The fuck is going you did, on? You just did your school day, and you went the fuck home. You didn't. Yeah. Wow. Did you guys have at least like a wood shop? We had a wood shop. I never went there, but we had it. I don't. We had dumb kids. Yeah, you had to shop for something. Give them something to do. I love. I love that idea. Yeah, for all the dumb kids, let's get them in wood shop. You know, with saws and electrical equipment. Like one of the worst fights I, I witnessed in high school was in a wood shop, and uh, yeah, it looked like an AEW match. They were throwing chairs at each other, and uh, one kid got cut in the forehead, and then they climbed on top of a cage and fell onto a padded pillow. Okay, we're really digressing. We've got <laughs> to get through this. Yeah, well, let's go. So Anna, and she follows her into the balloon room, and there's a struggle, a very awful struggle. It was it was one of the worst fight scenes I've seen in a while. Right, don't ignore the fact that Zoe is one with the balloons. She turns herself into a balloon, like uh, Shokazugi would, and... Anna walks in and she just thinks she's going through balloons and everything. And next thing you know, she's being she's getting a drop kick from who knows where. There's a struggle, and Anna gets shot in the head. Yep, uh, Anna's got her own, control of her own gun, but uh, apparently Zoe she's stronger than her, so she turns the gun and shoots her. Goth in the head. girls very weak, very weak. Mm. Well, it's because they don't eat. They just drink black coffee. Exactly. Takes the gun and the keys that Anna apparently had the keys they got made copies of. Here's some more hyper-realism for you, though, is that Anna, or Zoe, to prove that she's not some crazy sociopath, she leaves that room and she vomits because it was too traumatic. So at least they're making Zoe seem like a human. Speaking of inhuman, our boy Tristan, he's ogling the teacher... But like you said, Lewis is distracting him. Yep. And, you know, she's she's trying to slowly take off, you know, seduce everybody, slowly take it off her top and everything. He's like, no, no, no. Give me give me the bra. I want to see. I want to see the sweater meat. Well, he did snap her bra first. Like, you know, he's a he's a teenage boy. He's still, yeah. it's, it is prank week. He's a glad. Oh, <laughs> senior prank. I like it. So they're still in Spanish room outside the police. The police, they, I guess they, they see the feed, so they know that Tristan's involved with this. So he's a troubled kid. Send the deputy out to talk to his mom. Maybe his mom can call, calm him down. So the deputy goes to the – of course, he lives in a trailer. He lives you know? in a trailer. There's no dad in the picture. We just da- – Nobody responding. So, you know, the cops do. They go, hey, man, well, uh, wellness check. You can break in now. Wellness check. So the deputy, before he does it, he look. He there's these tires everywhere for some reason. He makes a little little stand with some tires. Looks in. I thought the mom was going was supposed to be high. I didn't know she was dead at that time. I yeah. thought she was just like a meth head. And she'd be high. No, the mom's dead. Tristan killed his mom. Yeah. So we can't use the mom to talk him down. So meanwhile, we're back at Lewis, and he's asking Tristan. These are questions coming in on the live feed. Hey, Tristan, how'd you come up with the idea? Tristan, just, he's so evil. Well, you know, it's not really that the idea, you know, that I got the idea. The idea, it got me. That is so Joker. Oh, Be proud of yourself. If only his that. delivery wasn't so Kenny Omega. So dad's at home listening to some AM radio, cleaning that deer they just killed earlier. Talking the about Zoe's dad. Yeah, Zoe's dad. His dad, I don't think he had a name. 
Yep. Thomas Jane. And he finally he gets they get the no, the news that uh, there's a school shooting. And he's like, Well, my daughter goes to that school. I gotta do something. <laughs> and the first thing you do, you grab your gun. So he's got his fucking modified sniper rifle. He's like, This is all I need. Got hops in his truck, takes off to the school. And Murray, it is time. The greatest revelation of this movie. We've been spilling the beans because we need to keep you people interested for an hour and a half. We finally get the cut of Chris. He's alone watching because, you know, Tristan's over yeah, in the Spanish. He's taking care of the cafeteria. He's watching the cafeteria. And Chris is looking up at the ceiling and he's talking to himself. And he's checking the monitors and he's seeing all the police. And he, he decides to, like, run out to a clearing and start shooting at the police. He's going nuts. He's talking to people. He's trying to. I, there's a lot going on here, Murray. Well, they have they're keeping in contact with a walkie-talkie. So Tristan hears this and he's like, "Dude, chill. I'll be there in a minute." All right, you know. So, the, so thank God that the teacher will not get raped because he's got to check on his boy Chris. Yeah, he's like, "I'm coming back down." So Chris, he's still hearing the voices, and Tris talks him down. And how do you talk down? And by the way, we I'll point out because we're I, why am I doing this movie service here? But uh, Kip actually had showed up with him to inform them of what was going on in the cafeteria. I didn't think they used the walkie-talkie. Maybe they did. Anyways, Kip parts ways here. Tristan takes the class and is like trying to usher them to the cafeteria so they can keep everybody in order. Tris arrives, and, you know. Talks Chris down. Well, well, I guess Chris likes is something else he'd like to be talked down. He leans in for a kiss, <laughs> and we're like, and this is this is the only time they touch on this at all. So we're like, okay, just, so obviously yeah, he's gay. He's got to be insane. He's gay because I think that's the message they're trying to send us. Because we learn that apparently we know that Anna and Tristan are a couple, and now nope. this is where we learn about it. And now we learn that Chris is involved too. Yes. So we don't know if Tristan's fuck Tristan's fucking both of them separately or at the same time. This is this is where the only worthy like dinner conversations about this movie deserve to be, you know. Seems like Tristan was just using Chris cuz he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll kiss you. Yeah, later, later." Not yeah. in front of everybody. Murray, I I would like you to go ahead in Frank's voice and hit me up <laughs> and then I'll uh I'll do a nice Tristan line for us here. Tris, you are my savior. You still love me, right? I love you and Anna equally. Well, he's oh shit, I fucked up that line. <laughs> Dude, okay, end of, end of quotes. You there. still love me, right? <laughs> I love you and Anna equally. Uh, friend zone. You got friend zone, Chris. Jeez, I ri- that's why I want the sitcom of these guys having a dinner. I so Zoe earlier in the movie. There's so much exposition. She, they were like working on the auditorium, like they were fixing it. So there's plastic on the on the aisleway. So she yep. slipped down, and she's like, "I could use this." Yeah. So she lures Kip to follow her to the auditorium, and lo and behold, he slips on the fucking you know plastic. She's got the fire extinguisher, you know, the asbestos lace one. So she squirts it into his face, right up his nostrils, and nice everything. Nice money shot all over his face. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's real bad. And then she's found some handcuffs. I think she got them off of the security guard. I don't know where. They I think maybe Kip had them. I don't know. Maybe because it makes more sense <laughs> than a security guard of a high school having handcuffs. Like we yeah. had a police officer that would hang out at the high school. And he, I will say they they got a good. I'm, I'm sorry to go into personal here, but it's like he he was friendly with all the kids. Like they picked a good officer. He was trying to fuck the kids. Yeah. As far as far as I knew, 
he was friendly with everybody. Seemed that way. But anyways. So she subdues uh, Kip, handcuffs him to one of the chairs in the auditorium, and then mom's back. And she, what? what it's the different Griff. She has this beautiful, luxurious mane of hair. Wait, what? She was bald. Oh, my God, Griff. Murray, did we not spill the beans on something? We this yeah we didn't. I'm shocked. <laughs> we learn that she's not there. Kip learns it too. He's like, "Well, who the fuck are you talking to?" Mom's not there, guys. She is a force ghost. She's been speaking to uh, and advising, much like Obi Wan did to Luke when he needed her. That she's like, "You got to let me go, kid. You're troubled. I'm worried about you. Let me go. I have hair now. I'm ready to go to heaven. I'm ready to fuck." Tony Katane. I'm out of chamomile. I can't be here anymore. And she's not ready yet. And Kip's like, what the fuck? Why, why didn't you join us? You're crazy, dude. Everyone's hearing voices in this fucking school. Maybe it's haunted. Maybe it is. Oh, see, we're going to hand this one out. Golden Globus Theater is going to do three more extensions of this movie. We're going to have Taffy on to help us out with another <laughs> one because clearly we got to do a haunted episode, a Halloween version of Ron Hyde Fight. Ron Hyde Spook. <laughs> so, so the mom disappears after this, right? She's like, "I've told you all I can do." Right? As far I as I remember, she had, got her hair. She's like, "Bye." Look, I don't. I we got. We'll continue on. I don't remember if she comes back again. All I remember is that Kip. You know, we learned his motivation. Yeah, we're about to learn his motivation. She's like, "Why the fuck are you doing this? Why you just killed people? What's wrong with you? Why would you do this to people?" He's like, "Well, you remember back in Nick in middle school." What? Well, Middle school? Uh, Jeff, you know, he thought it'd be funny to pull my pants down, but he pulled my drawers down too. Everyone saw my tiny dick. What would you do? And he just screams at her. We didn't just see your dick. We saw the muffler hanging out too. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no. It was embarrassing. Now everyone must die. And she's like, what the fuck? You're talking about your small dick? <sighs> Who cares about your dick? So we, and, like, and even the teachers would fucking make jokes about my dick. One teacher, I showed up. I said, I, did you grade my paper? And they said, yeah, it's pretty flaccid. <laughs> like your tiny dick. Like they really just, just, <laughs> like, like if, you, if you didn't get this joke, it's because I'm talking about your tiny dick. And he's just like. And that's actually, I, when you think about it, they actually probably. A kid would do that. That's how, like, no, it kid, is. Kids, kids are stupid, and everything is so, like, when you're a kid, everything, and come on, kids are cruel as fuck. No. You know they'd be like, oh, there's a small dick kip. Murray, do you have the most embarrassing story of your high school days in your head? No, I don't. I, I, fortunately, I, I Really? I nothing that bad? Nothing, nothing that, that No, not. Well, <laughs> I didn't are have. You gonna explain, you gonna I didn't have any confession time? That bad. Never, no, no one saw my dick. Well, no, no one saw my dick. Um, as far as I know, <laughs> no, I, no, I can, I can still remember the, like the worst day of high school though. And I was, uh, I was failing Michigan history cause you know, I didn't want to pay attention cause I just got into the Phoenix. Quick, what's the name? What's the tree of Michigan? Cherry? White pine. Really? Yes. Oh shit, man. I don't. What's I, the, what's the stone of Michigan? Petoskey. I know there that you one. go. Yeah. All right. You paid no, I don't know that much about Michigan history because I failed that class because I really got into the Phoenix saga at that time, and I was trying to read it. Were you in high school at this? We learned this when I was in first grade. <laughs> high well, we learned this? some of this, but I actually had a Michigan history class, and I failed it because I 
didn't give a shit. And so there I was reading reading up uh, on the Phoenix Saga. The lights come on. The movie ends. They're asking questions. I have the worst stomachache of my life, and it's just it's just fate when you're a teenager and you have a stomachache that you have a boner too. And so I get called on, and I was like, I really have to go to the bathroom. And I was supposed to be answering a question about the movie that I didn't watch because I was reading the – and so I had to get up in front of everybody, and I was like, what do I do with – and so I just like – hunched over and scurried across <laughs> it was so and it was that time where there was people in the bathroom and i was just like i'm letting the vinnies fly where it goes you know it was all right enough of my tall tales of high school we gotta go outside of this high school dad finally shows up dad is jane Dad is jane thomas jane dad is he's got his sniper kit already he this is how much of a patriotic American he is. He doesn't drive anywhere without his... Oh, you think it's because he heard about the school shooting and then he put it into his truck? No, he had it in his truck. He just always drives with yeah. this. Yeah, okay. You never know when you need to use a sniper rifle. I learned ne- that from that Bradley Cooper movie. You never know when tyranny will strike. Oh. So and he's the last line between democracy and tyranny. That's that's all gone. The election so. was stolen, that's all I'm trying to say. So he <laughs> arrives... And he's got his flip phone, like you say, because he doesn't want to be tracked. Huh? And he sees there's all these concerned parents in the media, these blood-sucking media. There's, we want blood. Ugh. And he's like, all I got is a flip phone. Can I, can I use your phone to see what's going on here? Yeah, another woman, another nice little patriotic woman wearing a QAnon hat. She comes home and she's like, oh, you need, you, you need to see this. And shoves her phone into his face. They're not, CNN isn't telling... Excuse me. FNN isn't telling the truth. Lewis, the black nerd, Urkel guy, the one that comes to your house, he knows. How does how does this woman know that much about it? I don't know because she's Q. That's what I'm going to guess. Maybe. So Okay, so Dad, we know Dad's there. Back to Zoe. She grabs Kip's shotgun. She's like, I got to take matters into my own hands. So she helps the the science teacher. The same one she had the big talk with earlier. Gets him out through the auditorium. Like, don't slip on this 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 plastic. And now that she has Kip's phone, she has a quick little conversation with them. And what does she say, Griff? Let me explain it to you like I would a small child. She's not talking. This is the sheriff talking to the. Oh, you're right. I, whoa. Oh, wow. The sheriff, yeah, the sheriff finally gets a hold of Tristan. There, yep. I, I uh, scratched it out before I got there. Yeah, sheriff's talking to Tristan. Because finally they, got there. Everybody else, the media's there. Everybody, the sheriff finally shows up. Do you know what sheriff was holding there? No. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> On the way over, he stops. It's that good. It's such a long line. That would have been a better way. Instead of the stupid shack fire, he was at Chick-fil-A in the line. The line is like far on the block. Like deep in the line, not not somewhere where yeah, he he's like, yeah, he's like, away. I'm not leaving now. I've been here half an hour. <laughs> I don't care what the fuck emergency is going on. I'm glad we came up with that <laughs> funny little bit there to ignore the fact that I got this conversation wrong. So, yeah, the sheriff finally gets a hold of a phone. He gives them a call in and everything, and he gets to talk straight away to Tristan. Tristan! He's been practicing this Joker speech for days. This is the the coupe de grace. And you know what? He didn't get to use it on the principal. The sheriff talks the same way the principal does. He even outside puts his leg up on a little stool that's right there as if he was, you know, an adult talking to a child. 
Tristan, why don't you go ahead and tell me what this is all about? Is, is something happening to you, son? Or did you have an you erection? You want to see naked pictures of my wife? To, did you? Oh, my wife. Everyone's offering up their wife. People are swingers in Nebraska, man. Nebraska? I mean, come on. They didn't grow up with uh, incest porn, so they're like, I, I got to get in this action. <laughs> so this is where Tristan, this is where this is the whole point of the whole plan is Tristan this one speech and he's just the usual shit you'd expect the Joker obsessed kid to talk about. Humanity's a joke. You're all sheeple. Yeah. Only I know cancel culture. Joker's a great movie. All that shit. And he's like, and he ends it with, you need an executioner. Me! And while that's going on, Chris informs Tris that the students are, are escaping. Yeah. Because thanks to our hero Zoe with the shotgun. And uh, the camera follows outside where Dad learns that Zoe is playing the hero. He just smiles. That's my girl. I think a student came by and he asked, is Zoe in there? Have you seen Zoe? She's blonde. And he's trying to remember what his daughter looks like. She's wearing my jacket. the Like an army jacket. Oh, yeah. You're, you got the weird daughter. The one that's always got the mini shits in the morning. Um, yeah, she's in there. She's saving I us. I thought she put on Kip's army jacket at this time. I don't think it's Kip's. Yeah, because I think cause her, her army jacket disappears. It does. I think she took she put Kip's on. Ew. She just needs to have an army jacket on. Ew. Why would you well, put it, on it Kip's? Was, it was moist, but, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess Tris is like, I haven't heard from Anna in a while. So he calls Anna's phone, walkie-talkie, whatever, and Zoe answers. And he's just like, "Look, bitch, you're you're killing, you're stealing my spotlight. I'm the fucking the big show here. If you don't show up the cafeteria, I'm gonna kill a student every five minutes." I mean, I do appreciate that that he didn't tease it so much. He proves it right then yeah. because he shoot. We don't see the student. You just see him shoot, but he apparently shot somebody in the face. Right. Well, so, he's not playing. Exactly. He's not playing. And dad outside. Okay. Dad is outside behind the police barricade and everything. He hears the gunshot. Right. You know, he, he's like half a mile away. He hears the gunshot. No one in the school ever hears gunshot. He heard it. And so he's like, I, I can't sit back here as an American patriot and just let this happen. So he fucking goes into his truck. And he grabs his sniper rifle and just kind of. And then he show Kazuki shit. He like plants himself underneath a SWAT van. Like he's like hanging underneath That's it. That's right, because he has to get behind the police security. Right. And every- oh my god. He learned goodness. all of this in Kabul. Oh my goodness. And so Zoe's like, look, needle dick, you want to make up? Because Kip finally beat the program because we didn't see the person get shot, but he did. And it was the one girl in school that would smile at him. She liked small dicks. That was her fetish. So she was like cool with Kip, and he's just like it's all. He's just like I've been wrong. Like you know, I what am I doing? I want to redeem myself. I want to work with you, Zoe. Hold my muffler. I'm ready to redeem myself. <laughs> I just want to say, go to YouTube, type in John Nord muffler, and you'll get what the fuck we're talking about, and you'll be horrified too, and you'll be entertained because it is kind of a funny story. So they decided to team up. And go to the cafeteria. And they do. <laughs> well, the, uh, Zoe gets there. Kip is trailing behind because he's a slovenly folk. But uh, Zoe gets in there, and she's just asking him, you know, what is it? What is it? 
do for you? Why why is it that you have to hold us up? And you know, he goes on about he's he's gotta be definitive. He's doing his best. It's it's like that's what you're supposed to do. He doesn't know he's an enthralled joker. He doesn't know what the fuck, why he's doing this. I'm surprised he didn't have the makeup. On. Well, maybe at least half. And Chris is slicking his chops because he he know he she killed her his sister, so he's pissed. He can't and he wants to kill. And then Kip comes in, not on my watch. <laughs> Drop your guns! And Chris immediately shoots Kip. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole squ- <laughs> like lineup and everything. I think someone drops a book in the background or something that spooks Chris. He shoots Kip. Zoe uh, manages to grab, like, in this whole ruckus, Zoe manages to grab Lewis. The only person that matters. only know. person that matters because it's about the victims. And runs away with them and hides them over in the in the Spanish room. That was the same room we saw earlier. Well, he gets shot in the process. Chris shoots his leg. Really? I didn't even notice that. Or no, yeah, you didn't notice that Lewis got shot? No. Because there's a whole fucking scene where he's like, it's so cold. I just so cold. He actually says that. Murray, I'm sorry. I Look, I just thought he was being overdramatic. No, he got <laughs> fucking shot. He had like a sucking chest wound. And he's just like, oh, I'm dying. And that's when she's finally like, all right, nerd, I'll give you a kiss. You know, because you might die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, that's that's. That stain on my pants, it's blood too. Like, he's just so embarrassed. <laughs> he came. He was like, he, he's been so horny for Zoe. The kiss was enough to make him just shoot his blood. He's He is a teenager. That As is... we know, Griff still has wet dreams. I Look, I talk about him often on this show. Cause, guys, we <laughs> should... I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm jealous. I've never had one. One, one, of, my, one of my favorite people, uh, you know, he, he's a gay man. And he's just like, look, I'm going to talk cavalier about my gay excur- excursions because people should hear this and just be comfortable with it. Who is this gay man you're talking about? My friend Ryan. Oh, okay. Oh, he's great. I love Ryan. I uh, but he was just like... People will be more comfortable with it if they hear that. And you know what happened? I've getting, I got no, used to it. I've gotten a lot of feedback. They're not comfortable with it, Griff. Oh, come on. But so Zoe leaves him there. She runs away to lure Chris to the science lab. Yeah, she can't hide out in there because Chris was on their trail. And she, of course, she knows Lewis. Lewis is not athletic. He's a, he's a nerd. He's a nerd. Uh, he's wounded. He's going to be a dead weight. So she decides to lure Chris away. And, uh, of course, where are we going to go? But the other set we set up, the science yeah, lab. Which doesn't really pay off. I was expecting Chris to be set on fire. I was expecting something from that science class, a flashback. She just like sets off all like the Bunsen burners or something. She turns the gas on. Which I'm starting to think there's a gas leak in this building anyways. <laughs> everyone's hearing voices. Yeah. Everyone's hearing voices. Everyone's stupid. No one can hear anything. Maybe it's making him more lucid now. Like That hydrogen is like, because he's kind of making sense. He's just like, he gra- she sets off one of the explosions. It does nothing. It just spooks him. Yeah. And he just, all it does is piss him off. So he grabs her, starts slapping her around. Thankfully, it was a believable fight because he just beats the shit out of her. There's no way some hundred pound girl's going to beat up some like six foot five goon. Yeah, no, they did this very realistically. He's and then he starts talking about Q all of a sudden. He's in the patterns and all this shit, and she's like, "Huh, I can work with this." While that's going on, Dad, he's seeing this. He's outside. He knows because because he, he's always when well, he just tells her, if "There's trouble. Go to the science lab." That's always what he told her. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to the science lab, and now he's setting up that sniper rifle, got the tripod on, he's checking the wind. No one. He's taking his time, to be honest, because his daughter's getting the shit kicked out of her. Okay, I will give him credit. He is behind a tree, but it's not like a a lush forest or anything. He is in dead plain sight. 
All right, and his MAGA Make America Great Again hat stands out like a sore thumb, but nobody is noticing this straight man. Well, he man. did turn it backwards. Uh, get, you know, cut him some slack. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's like Lincoln Hawk. He's got to turn it backwards, and he's ready to kill. <laughs> and so he's just pummeling her, and she's like, the pattern. And she's like, no, patterns. I understand your patterns. And she's just distracting him because she knows, she knows dad's out there. And dad doesn't pull. Doesn't pull. Squeezes. Mm. Right in the fucking brain. Blows fucking Chris away. Per- a clean perfect, shot right through the window. Perfect cinematography inside because it just goes silent for a minute and then you hear a breath inhale. And then you hear the just a quiet little glass shatter and then brain splatter explosion. Beautiful. Beautiful job, So guys. she gives a thumbs up to dad. He gives it back to her. And then she talks to Tristan. What'd she say? What'd she tell him? Dad, dad of course, gets arrested. So yeah, she talks to uh, Tristan. Oh no! You're 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 one. You're the one not talking. Yeah, you want to talk? Because she's she's phoning into him. Because right. she's she's taking out three of his guy guys and girls. Took them all out. It's just him. It's just mano yeah. a mano. So you're not gonna talk to me anymore? Are you, am I not being polite enough? Did you know that I hate the Joker movie? She's, in fact, she's trying to rattle him. Heath Ledger sucked. He, uh, Didn't deserve Joaquin, the Oscar. Joaquin Phoenix sucked. The last good Joker was Jack Nicholson, bitch. Before you were born, and that was that's all he can take. He's just furious. So he just grabs a hostage and runs off. Oh yeah, she also throws in the fact that did you see what's top trending on FNN? Me, bitch. And he's like, that's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. So he just huffs off with the, with the hostage. Zoe makes it back to the cafeteria. Guys, get the fuck out. There's a bomb in this fucking van. It's set to go. She sees it. It's 45 seconds. The red readout. You know that. <laughs> Classic red readout. Good job, guys. And so she's got her Kalashnikov, whatever that fucking gun, that Castlevania gun. And she's like, fuck, I got to give it up because I have to get this. Because there's two kids that, for some reason, are like not getting out. It's like. I don't remember. So she's like, I got to take it in my own hands. So she uses it to like. Hit the gas pedal, kicks in reverse. Yeah, it, she wedges it and it everything. Slowly creeps out. Okay, and we've been building up these bonds for so long. They're nukes. They're mini nukes. They well, fuck. Tristan took one of them with him. Yeah, yeah, Tristan takes one of them with him too. But we've seen one of these explosions, and they are enormous. This van backs out. She manages to back it out, back it out into the parking lot, full of cars and everything. So, Murray, me and you, as wise action movie uh, aficionados, we're thinking, oh, shit, we're going to see, like, a full parking lot of cars go up in flames. Right. Well, apparently, these bombs were all duds because it looks— It, 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 looked, a, it was a popcorn fart. It was like— yeah, it looked like a like a snake, you know, at Fourth of July, and you light it on fire and <laughs> just fizzes worst. over. That's all it looks like. Like five to six of these bombs go off together, and it's it's nothing. Great job. So Zoe, she's like, I got to finish this. I have to kill Tristan. So she goes after him, and as she goes after him, another explosion. And this is a huge explosion. This was the one fucking bomb. Yeah. What what is wrong? <sighs> And she and she sees a charred body. It's kind of unrecognizable. She says, "Is it Tristan? Who is this?" Yeah. And just as she's about to check, the SWAT team finally shows up after she's done all the work for them. And what do they do? What do they do to hero? They just arrested his, her dad, who's a fucking hero. He's a hero. They throw her down and, and they fucking zip tie her. They zip tie. What the fuck? 
All right, so we're going outside now. And she passes out because she was like, you know, she's probably been concussed at least twice this day. Yeah. She's been involved with two explosions. So we're in the back of the, the police truck, and, you know, she's starting to come to. Mom, force mommy's there again. Right. And, uh, you know, she's she's just saying, like, hey, come on, kid, chamomile tea. Where's my chamomile tea? And she kind of goes back into the darkness, and then she comes back. You know, she shakes back awake because the sheriff's there talking to she's her. She's in the back of a paddy wagon now. Yeah, paddy wagon. And the sheriff is like, wow, you're pretty fucking awesome. I wish I was half as cool as you. Yeah, you know, you really are. I don't me- even use this gun. This is, this is rubber. See? <laughs> You remind me of somebody from uh, my 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 uh, young years, yeah. a man called Paul Kersey. Yeah, five to two years ago, I met this man. <laughs> he changed my life. <laughs> you're, I mean, you, you need a mustache, but aside from that, you're pretty goddamn cool. What, what about Tristan? Well, he was yeah. burnt to a crisp. Yeah, you saw the body. Yeah. He's fucked up. It's all over with. Done. Can I visit my dad? He's like, yeah, oh, he's going away for a long time, but you can talk to him. He definitely just... You know, shot a kid in the head. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, know. he's he's going up the river, and so dad, he's chill. He's just like, I don't, get, I'm Zen, baby. I just murdered somebody. I'm just like, all the stress in my life is washed away because I killed somebody. Dad, you saved my life. And then he's like, honey, think nothing of it because you saved mine eighteen years ago. Because he was in a dark place until he met the love of his life. And they had a child. So Zoe is not distracted at all. She's not fixated on the fact that her dad's about, dad's about to go to jail for a long time. And uh, she notices some friends. She hears them in the background. And she turns around to wave to them. And this movie was setting it up like she had no friends outside of Lewis. But anyways, she's distracted. She's waving to her friends that weren't her friends earlier in the movie. And then she notices a kid with an orange hat. And she's like, this is Nebraska. We wear red hats here. Because the Cornhuskers wear red hats. Oh, I thought you were going to say MAGA. No, Cornhuskers. Okay. And she notices the orange hat. She's like, no one wears an orange hat in Vernon, Nebraska. Realizes what it is. Dad, where's your sniper rifle? Oh, the police, they just left it out of the field, loaded yeah. up, ready to go, everything. <laughs> they put a couple, like, you yeah, know, markers yeah. around it. He does say it. they put some evidence markers around it. And that's it. Yeah. And she's like, great. That's all I needed to know. She follows the kid out into the woods. Well, she grabs grabs that sniper rifle. Yep. Follows him. And we see it's fucking Tristan. And he's got... He was... I bet he told all of his crew, we're going to go out in a blaze of glory. We're all going to go to Valhalla and die together. Yep. No, he had an exit plan. He, somehow he got a fucking pass. This fucking hick kid from Nebraska got a passport and money. He's like, <laughs> there's like hundreds of dollars in this like little like box underneath a bridge. <laughs> And he's like, he's like laughing as he's looking through it. And we see Zoe. Oh, she does, she, she doesn't even use a tripod. She uses a tree. She uses nature to kill. She puts it right between these two, mm-hmm. like a V that a tree makes. Mm-hmm. Scopes him down. Boom! Shoots him right in the lung. Oh, brutal! And then she just kind of puts us up to him. There is unfinished business. Weed. Nobody hears this this gunshot either. By the way, thank you for pointing that out. Amongst every <laughs> no. Mm, selective hearing is what And then they we, call just, it. we do the circle of life Where if we come back to the beginning of the movie Because she gives him her father's speech that he gave her Yeah and It's tempting to let nature run its course The lungs will fill with blood An animal will die naturally But with the process 
comes extreme pain. And then she grabs a rock and we're like, oh shit, she's gonna smash yeah, his face. Exactly. Like, we're doing circle of life, circle of the the story, you know? We're gonna see we're gonna see her smash the deer's head. No. She just throws it right next to his head. It's like you deserve to fucking die in pain. Happy, successful music. Uh, our hero is a child. <laughs> Everybody got what they deserved. Oh, Marie. What we, we learned, Marie, Griff, Marie. is that a, the way to stop a bad kid with a gun is a good kid with a gun. Like I said, we wrote our Congress people after we watched this movie, and we said we realize now that the only way for chi- uh, mass shootings to stop in schools is to arm every kid. Yes, just train them how to use a gun, a weapon, and then let them loose. I mean, let them lose. Kids never just... do anything irrational. They're always, you know, take things seriously. Exactly. Unless they have a small dick, then they'll lose their mind. Okay. So, yeah, we got to be. Also, to cure uh, mass shootings in schools, all we got to do is give every kid hormones until they have a big penis. They're trying to do that anyway, but that's another story. <laughs> we don't want to get into that. We want to get into next week's movie because this episode is long. Next, I need a palate cleanser, Griff. We got a palate cleanse. And this is the palatable of all palate cleansers. This movie is not a canon movie, but it might as well be because it's directed by our man Sam Furstenberg. Oh, Furstenberg. Much classics as Revenge of the Ninja, American Ninja, Avenging Force, and it's starring a guy we haven't talked about in a long time, and it's been way too long. Perfect palate cleanser One right of here. the rare... He's only starred in two movies, and we did the, the other one. We're doing Steve... Black Superman James is back on Golden Globus Theater. We're doing Riverbend, a nice little movie about civil rights and not wearing sleeves. So we'll see you next week for that, and keep it warm.